appreciate that, Braden. Um, whew. Just in case my eyes start leaking, go ahead and get that down. Um, for those who uh, know uh, this church and know the investment that not just myself, but all of our youth workers uh, do each and every year and for each and every student, um, this is a big day. It's a big day. Um, if you never graduated your own kid, you might not know how that feels. Um, now that I've graduated a kid every, for, uh, for 16 years now, <laughs> um, and I'm in, I am getting old, Brother Ted, you're right, I am getting old. And if, I feel like Caleb's about to take my spot, evidently. <laughs> Definitely funner than I am, so that's good. But um, to see young people come up here and sing the way they sing. By the way, it's not easy to get in front of... Did you ever get in front of thousands of people when you were a teenager <laughs> and sing? That's tough. Um, it's not normal in our day and age that we live in. And even to come up and communicate and, and, to, and to... I'm not trying to point people out, but to come up and pray. Um, for those that don't know Ethan, he's just new, kind of new to our church in a way. been coming for uh, two years now and has fully engaged himself uh, in this church. Uh, and I look at the row here and I see so uh, many uh, teenagers that now are young men and young ladies um, that are godly. Godly young ladies and godly young men. And it's our desire, if I could even this, this evening, it's our desire, uh, graduates, that you stay that way. Amen. That you stay that way. Um, pastor texted me just a while ago and he sends his love. Him and Miss Angie wish they could be here for this special occasion. Um, but just understanding from our pastor's heart that he cares about you so very much. Um, and this church cares about you. And even the title of the message here this evening is this, Don't give up. Don't give up on what those who love you have given you. Don't give up. Don't, don't give up. Don't let go. What those who love you have given you, have given you. So if you would please stand and turn your Bibles to Romans chapter number 16, if you would please. Romans in chapter number 16. We'll pick up our reading in verse number 17. The Apostle Paul writing here um, a letter to his friends and those that he cares about. From verse 1 all the way up to verse number 16, Paul is describing people by name who he loves, who he cares about, who has, 
who he has impacted their life. Um, Paul impacted people's lives. But on the counter, there's also people in this uh, list that impacted Paul's life. So those he impacted and those that impacted him, he throws in here in this greeting a caution to those he really loves. And here's the caution, verse number 17. Verse number 17, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned. And avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Last verse, verse 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan unto your feet, under your feet shortly. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen and amen. Your life, graduates, has been purified. Don't mix it with the filth of this world. Church, I know it's graduation night, and I know our pastor takes the initiative to preach to graduates in this way. But I know it applies to all of us. And just for my help, if you agree with something that's pertaining to the graduates, you can let it be known by saying amen. Amen. Your life has been purified. Don't mix it with the filth of this world. May God bless the reading of his word. I have you be seated. It is the true nature of love to warn against harm to those whom it loves. One of the greatest harms against, I believe, any believer is that which undermines God's truth. Takes God's truth in its entirety or in a small way and then undermines it. Satan has always been good at that. Even in the Garden of Eden, uh, Satan didn't attack uh, so much God himself, but he attacked his word and undermined it and brought different um, uh, things uh, to it that were not said by God himself. In our passage, Paul inserts in the middle of this chapter a word of caution to all those he loves and all those that have impacted his life. Would you agree to the statement that to truly love someone is to, to strive for what is good for them and oppose what harms them? To truly love someone is to strive for what is good for them and to oppose whatever and whoever harms them. Um, I don't think a husband is worth his salt if he doesn't oppose that which harms his wife or that which is not good for her, I don't think you can be called a, a real man. Just as that being said, parents, I don't think 
that we are doing what we're supposed to do if we don't protect and watch over those things that oppose and those things that would harm our children. Pastors, even for their congregation, uh, go before us and preach uh, uh, to us about those who would oppose uh, Christianity and those things that would come in between us to harm us. I don't think uh, our pastor has a problem with that, of opposing and preaching those things that would hurt, hurt us and, and get us off of track. And I think it could be also said of every believer in here, uh, uh, from one believer to another believer, that we should oppose those things that would hurt our sister or would hurt our brethren. And here we are here this evening and understanding that uh, uh, the, the graduates are, are before us and they stood before us and it seemed like they would never end as they're walking down the middle aisle. And by the way, that's a good thing. It, it, no, church, that's a good thing. And I hope you never, I hope you never get over the fact as those teenagers come out that back, back wall like they morphed through it. But through that back door, thinking they made it, they made it, they made it, they made it. But we understand they made it to this point. They made it to this chapter. They made it because those who love them, truly love them, strive for what was good for their life. And oppose, listen, uh, uh, graduates, oppose those things that would harm you. Paul's compassion for his brethren here is really simple. Uh, he starts out in verse number 17 in this way. He says, I beseech you. And, and I love the word beseech. It means to call to one side, uh, to someone, summon someone, uh, to encourage and strengthen them, just as a, maybe a father would to a son who maybe just lost the championship game. He would summon them. He would pull uh, alongside him and, and beseech him. Hey, I love you, bud. You did good. The rest of the team stunk. <laughs> Try to encourage him and, and strengthen him. I love what Paul does here as he's, he's communicating to all these that uh, have befriended him or those who he has uh, befriended and, and, and coming alongside them and summing them in, in, in this letter and saying, hey, I'm going to still let you know that I love you. I'm, I'm still letting you know that I care about you. And I'm still watching out for your best interests. And, I, and I'm still looking out for you. I'm still going to oppose those who would harm you. He charges them in this way. And he says, now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offense. Offenses to you. Mark them. It means to this to fix one eyes on, uh, to, to fully direct one's attention to. And this is coming from the Apostle Paul saying here that, hey, there are people that are within your church, as would be this case. There are people that you'll come in contact with in your life that their sole purpose is to harm you, is to hurt you, is to be, have destructive uh, of uh, destructive division towards you is to dis, dis, 
to cause disharmony in, in your life. And, and that disharmony is mainly between you and God and, and you and your parents and, and maybe even between you and this very church. Some of you graduates might say, I'll, I'll never leave this church. I hope that's the case. But somebody could come along or something could come along and deceive you and, and cause division between you and the God who saved you. Between you and the parents who raised you. Between you and this church that has guided and directed you. Between you and that Sunday school teacher who prayed for you and cared about you and visited you. The list can go on there. Young people, the ungodly are always around us. But for the most part, um, they have been opposed by the people who love you the most. But now you're graduated. That doesn't once again mean like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> We're not saying that. But now that you are older, now that you uh, 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 have graduated in a sense, we understand this in the physical world. It's, it's now time for you to make your own decisions. It, it's now time for you to be guided by the personal walk with the Lord that you have. Uh, you've heard me preach this, uh, I don't know how many times, but uh, this, this uh, church is not your mom and dad's church. This is your church. Amen. This is not your mom and dad's religion. If I could say it that way, this is, this is your religion. And by the way, it's not really a religion. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and their relationship, although it is strong and although it has guided you and, and kept you out of harm's way, it is now time for you to use your own relationship with God to make the right decisions. The ungodly dissensions and hindrances of those who, uh, who would promote and practice falsehood and unrighteousness it, it, it is going to be before you. I'll say that one more time. They will promote and practice falsehoods and unrighteousness before you. They will go contrary, as, as our verse says here in verse number 17. They, they will go contrary, which means against the doctrine you have learned. What's doctrine? Well, well simply this, the teachings. Uh, the, that which has been taught to you. That which has been preached to you. Uh, that which, as your, as your moms have done many times, that which has been yelled to you, proclaimed to you. And we understand that this doctrine is, is mainly God's word. And I guarantee if you've grown up at Southwest Baptist Church and or you're affiliated with this church, that you have been preached, taught, and have learned God's word. That's the teachings. That's what has been taught to you. Um, not just that, but also from godly parents, they have taught you. They're not perfect parents, but God has given you godly parents. God has given you a pastor who loves you and cares about you. Who even preached last Sunday night, although I was, 
uh, excuse me, last Wednesday night, although I wasn't here, listened to the message about take heed, young man. Be ready. And solely a message proclaiming to those who are making big decisions and those that are young. Hey, listen, uh, let God direct you. Let God guide you. Um, you've had teachers. You've had camp speakers. And some of you have even had some godly friends that have directed you. Because they love you. But you have to understand that there are also others that would do you harm. Our passage talks about that. In verse number 18, it says, Such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. If I could stop right there, it's not talking about people who eat a lot. They, they, what it's talking about is they serve their own belly. It means this, they are driven by self-interest and self-gratification. Self-indulgences. Paul specifically was talking about false teachers and teachings in the church. If you would, wolves in sheep clothing that, that, that were about at that time. But I can go on to say, and I feel like as a passage would proclaim, it's not just those false teachers and those false prophets and those false teachings in the church, but it's those who are about self-promoting themselves and taking advantage of God's people. Um, church, would you agree? Would you agree that there's plenty of those people? How many of y'all work a job out in the secular world? Yep. Um, there are people who are all about their self-interest and all about promoting themselves. How do you know them? They talk about it. Um, they serve their own belly. They're all about themselves. But I would say this, as some of you will, as I heard, will go to uh, colleges and or Christian colleges. Some of you will go to secular colleges. There's also going to be those uh, who are thinking themselves of theologians. I call them coffee shop theologians. Uh, they're the ones who will, or will articulate. They're the ones who have good words proper words, all opposite of Brother Seth, they'll be able to make and convince you that the Word of God didn't really say that. That there's deeper transi translations. That there's a different Word of God even. You say, Brother Seth, does that really happen in Christian colleges? Absolutely. Does that even happen at Heartland? Absolutely. How do you know, Brother Seth? Because I was a student once. And not everybody that goes to these colleges, not everybody, look, 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 not everybody that, that is called the Christians has the same beliefs and same convictions that we have. They are smooth talkers and have flattery words. They disguise themselves even as loving and beneficial, yet deny the central truths of even the gospel. 
Those who contradict or compromise his word, let me tell you this, are enemies of God and his people. Um, these are things that you've already heard and have heard so many times, young people. But Paul is ex exhorting those who he loves and cares about and lets them know, hey, this is real. This is going to happen. You will be confronted. You, look, look, you will have to make a decision. And mom and dad is not going to be there. Pastor is not going to be there. Brother Seth is not going to be there. Your parents aren't going to be there. And you have to make the decision to trust what is true or to go, go against the teachings which ye have learned. I love Paul. Uh, he expresses himself with some real emotion here in Romans, but also specifically in Galatians. Uh, Paul goes on to say in Galatians at some point, he says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that hath called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. You hear what Paul's saying? He's like, I marvel. I literally cannot believe that you as Christians are, are so easily removed from the grace of Christ unto another gospel. By the way, young people and, and church alike, there is no other gospel except the gospel of Jesus Christ. But others will try to convince you Co-workers will try to convince you. Family members that don't understand what, what, uh, what uh, we have tried to produce here, not that it's some type of conveyor belt. It's not like, well, there we go, one graduate after another graduate. And dunk, dunk, dunk. It's, it's not that. But even family members, you know, you, you have families that will try to convince you and say, hey, now that you're 18, it's time for you to make your own decision. Let me tell you about what I've learned. Be careful. Don't be so easily removed from him that hath called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, Paul says, which is not another. You see, you see Paul's expression here? He's like, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert to turn around, meaning to pervert means to turn around the gospel of Christ. Don't allow them to do that. So what are we supposed to do about those who would confront us, those who would harm us, those who would go against what we have been taught all our lives? Well, it's very easy. Number one, mark them. Don't take a Sharpie and mark them. I'm not talking to <laughs> X on their forehead. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, hey, observe them. Um, fix your eye on them. Uh, when they come into your dorm room with another gospel, uh, with, with uh, another word, mark them. Uh, watch them. Um, number two, we're moving along. We're almost done. Avoid them. 
And then what the Bible says, it says, mark them which cause division and are contrary to the uh, doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. Mark them, avoid them. I don't think I need to relabor uh, this point because it's pretty straightforward, but, but people still get caught up in this trap by putting themselves into harm's way. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and I said I'm not going to labor, but I will labor just a, a little bit. Amen. Stay away from the cults. Yeah. Stay away from Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons and what they believe and how they try to convince you about similarities uh, that, that you have with them. There are no similarities. <laughs> they preach something totally different. And you say, Brother Seth, why, why are you talking about this? I mean, we've grown up at Southwest Baptist Church. It's because each and every year, you as parents and we as churches hear of another one who's fallen aside, fallen by the way. And by the way, those types of cults they, they jump on those who are already saved, but that are weak. That are weak. Most of these churches, they do more conversion from one religion to another than actually going out and finding somebody that has common sense. Don't get caught up in that. Stay away from the cults. Can I encourage you this? Stay away from non-denomination. Can I get an amen here, church? I'm a Baptist, capital B, capital A, capital P, and the rest of it. <laughs> but listen, I'm a Baptist because the Bible says so. <laughs> the B-I-B-L-E. The Bible says so. And you say, well, that's a kid song. No, that's a life song. That's <laughs> what the Bible says. So stay away from non-denomination and the universal church. And since you brought it up, stay away from Calvinism. And, and stay away from books and blogs and podcasts and YouTube videos that promote humanism. Stay away from it. Yours is a generation that eats up useless information. Like an all-you-can-eat buffet. But I tell you the truth, what seems like useless information, listen, what seems like useless information or questioning propaganda is actually part of a specific agenda to get you drawn away from what you have learned. It might seem useless. And like, I'm just going from one video to another video to one propaganda to another. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not hurting me. It's not such a big deal. It's not a big deal that I go to another church. It's not a big deal that I have another type of Bible. I know my college professor, I'm talking about in secular world, says I, I need to use this or this or that or another Christian college that says I need to, by the way, Hartland won't do that, but another Christian college to do that. Hey, listen, it, it is, it's not okay. And by the way, don't you think the devil has taken a nap now that you have graduated from high school? No way. He is working double time in colleges all across America, even career paths that you will decide to be in. The devil and this world have laid out traps to get you. So what are you, what's a person supposed to do? Avoid them. Don't let them take away the truth that you have learned. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. They don't serve the Lord Jesus Christ. They serve themselves. 
and their own belly. And verse 18 goes on to say, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Can I tell you this? You're not simple. Hello? You know. You've been taught. You've been directed. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. You, you know what's awesome? Thinking about this way. That your obedient Christian life is a testimony to others. By the way, that's universal for everybody in this room. That our obedient Christian life is a testimony for who Christ is. I was preaching uh, last week in the book of Deuteronomy to our teen church. And uh, I brought out the fact that the testimony of the children of Israel when obedient. Because there was a lot of times the children of Israel were not obedient. But when they were. When they were obedient, it was, it was so great that other nations, their enemies, said this about them. Other enemies, other nations said this about them. They said, what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them? And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law? <laughs> I mean, that's amazing to think about. We think about statutes and judgments, and I brought this out in teen church about rules, regulations, things that God's word has said that we're supposed to, that has already been, uh, uh, that has already been made up for you. You don't have to question it. You don't have to think about it. It's already made up. Thou shalt not. There you go. Amen. You don't even have to think about it. Other things in the Bible that, that bring out what the fruit of the spirit produces, uh, love, joy, peace. You don't even have to think about it. You're supposed to love everybody. You're supposed to care about everybody. You're supposed to be patient with everybody. I just came back from senior trip all week with some of these seniors. Holy Spirit. Now, look, look, young person, the statutes and the judgments, the teachings and the preachings, if I could say it that way, if you obey them, that shows Christ's obedience in and through your life. And by the way, this obedience has to be continued and as a process in order for your life look, look, to stay pure and unmixed to that which is evil. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. Verse 19, I am glad therefore unto your behalf, but, ye, I, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple uh, concerning evil. Brother Perkle didn't know I was going to have an illustration, so he put this all the way over there. I was going to douse all the seniors when they came up. <laughs> You'll see what this says. Let's say it all together. Good, Good job. I'll be back. Oh. 
What's the, I'm going to ask the graduates, what's the opposite of good? It is bad. But, according to our text, the opposite of good is, according to our text, is, I didn't hear you over there. Thank you. And that's what this cooler represents, evil. Young person, graduate, and church member. Um, the Bible says that we're supposed to be wise. You know what the word wise means there? It means an expert. Knows what they're doing. Knows how to do it. Um, knows the counterfeit when they see it. They're wise. You know, at the bank, I heard that they don't train tellers uh, uh, to, to look at counterfeit bills by looking at counterfeit bills. They train the tellers to, to know what's real. And the more real money that they handle and look at, the easier it is to pick out a counterfeit. And by the way, this is off the subject, but I think it needs to be said that, hey, you don't need to dabble in that, that, that ungodliness and all those different things. Uh, go on a witch hunt. Would you, I'm going to prove, I'm going to make sure that I know what I'm doing to make sure I, 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 that this Baptist thing is really the truth. You, need to go, you don't need to go down that road. Everybody's already done that for you. Uh, don't go down that road. Because if you're going down that road, that already means that you're pretty weak. And by this point, you should already have made some decisions of what kind of Bible you're going to use. Um, of what kind of church you're supposed to be a part of when you leave this state. Of uh, what kind of people you're supposed to hang out with. Are y'all in agreement here? Because a wise person always goes out after, y'all hear that? That which is good. That which is pure. That which is drinkable. Ah, that's good. And by the way, when I go to the fountain of goodness, by the way, I don't have to choose what comes out. It already is chosen for me. Uh, the Bible talks about in James how the giver of good things is the Lord Jesus Christ. And it cometh down from the Lord Jesus Christ, coming from the Lord. Hey, if it's good, it came from God. Because God can only give. You got it. So if God can only give, why in the world would you go to something like this? <laughs> now, it looks the same in a way. It's a cooler. It's a place to get water. It's a place to get maybe refreshed, if, if you would. But you don't, get, you, don't, you don't get to choose what comes out of this. Still, just as you don't get to choose what comes out of this, 
You don't get to choose what comes out of this. Now, here, here's the kicker. Satan tries to convince you that this is just as good as this. But it's not. And just as Satan knows what's in here, which is only good, he knows what's in here, which has the appearance of good, but is not. And so what happens? Um, well, let's see what happens here. Now, this is not good. So what I did was I went around to a couple of trash cans this afternoon. I got a bunch of coffee grounds that have been simmering in the trash cans. Uh, went to the nursery and got some goldfish. Crumbled them all off, put it here. God rest the goldfish. They died. <laughs> went and got some lace potato chips. Crumbled them all up, put them in here. Uh, I went out to the trash dumpster where the nursery stuff comes from. Just kidding. I did not do that. <laughs> and nobody got time for that. Um, and it's been simmering here all afternoon. Let, let me ask you, and you've seen this illustration used many times in other areas, in other areas of life, in other ways. But why in the world would you want to drink that? And allow, if I could, allow your life to look like that. And, and by the way, it, it, to the world's perspective, it actually looks okay. It's water. It's wet. It's good enough. But to the wise, to the expert, to, the, to those who know what's going on, to those who have been in the, under the, if you would please, the fountain of blessings of God in their life and have grown up in a Christian home. By the way, thankful, be thankful for being in a Christian home. Just because you grew up in a Christian home doesn't mean your kids are growing up in a Christian home. You've got to make that decision. And you've been under the preaching of God's word and the teaching of God's word. You've gone to youth conference. You've gone to youth camps. You've, you've been under Sunday school teachers who love and care about you. Listen, you know the pureness and unmixed cult, uh, uh, culture of our life. And it's refreshing. And I have no regrets. But with this, I'll have some regrets. <laughs> and for the sake of the illustration, I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> I'm closing with this. Uh, graduates, um, be wise to good and unmixed to that which is evil. Um, that's what the word good means in our passages, unmixed, pure, um, that which is, <laughs> that which is uh, doubtless, that which is true. Because the opposite of good is what? It's destructive. It's troublesome. It's wicked. So those 
who have loved you and cared about you and have instructed you to stay out of harm's way to this point are going to continue to love you and direct you and church pray for you as now you make the decision to be wise to that which is good and simple concerning that which is evil. Um, and the Bible says, if you do this, the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. By the way, God has already run all the victories at the very end. And he's going to, the Bible says, even in this passage, that he's going to use us to trodden under us Satan himself. Amen. That's awesome. So don't let Satan trot in you under his feet when you know better. Don't give up. Don't give up on what those who love you have given you. Your life has been purified. Don't mix it with the filth of this world. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that this would have been one of the charges in these graduates' lives, also in our church, that would continue to, to lead and direct their lives towards the gospel, towards making right decisions, towards the choices of their hearts and of their lives. We, we know that there is ungodly people, circumstances, false teachers out there, but you have prepared us from your word to mark them, avoid them, and to be wise. So God, I pray that even this evening, Lord, that your word would have penetrated the lives of these graduates and or this your church. Let's all stand during this invitation. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. We'll be singing hymn number 258, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. So Lord's dealt in your heart and in your life. This invitation is open for you.